0: And the subject that I want us to consider this morning, I've given it a little bit of a heading, and it's quite simply this, the seriousness of the implications of the gospel. The seriousness of the implications of the gospel. As I share what I want to share this morning, although it is to do with the Implication of the gospel and the outworking of it in our hearts and lives, I'm going to go to the Old Testament because <laughs> I want to bring a challenge that I believe that God has laid on my heart over these last couple of weeks. And the thoughts that have, I'm going to share this morning have actually come from the actions of one of the youngest in our fellowship, and it's my grandson Marco. And... Uh, I'll return to what it was that prompted these thoughts a little bit later. But first, and I know this is going to be difficult for I was going to say some of us but I'll say for some of you. The older ones. I I want us to recall going back to the days when we were at school. Mm -hmm. I don't like doing that because I didn't like school. So I don't really like to think about school. But I want us to think about when we were at school and recall the time when you were about to form two teams and you were going to play some sort of sports activity. And you know what it was like, or this is what it was like when I was at school anyway. The captains have been chosen. They're called out. And then the captains then take it in turn to call out someone from amongst the class or the group that are there who they want to have in their team. And there was nothing worse than suddenly seeing everyone else being chosen and you suddenly realised you're the only person left. You're going to be the last choice because nobody wanted you on their team. That was always my experience. Well, I want to talk about choosing today. But instead of us being chosen to go onto a team, we make the choice ourselves. We decide which team are we going to be in. And so we're going to turn to the Old Testament. I'm going to read some verses from Joshua 24, from verse 14 to verse 28. Joshua 24 verses 14 to 28. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the peoples through whom we pass and the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land therefore we also will serve the Lord for he is our God but Joshua said to the people you are not able to serve the Lord for he is a holy God He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done you good. And the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord and to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. So he said then, put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord our God we will serve and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and put in place statutes and rules for them at Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God. And he took a large stone and set it up there under the terebinth that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness against us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord that he spoke to us. Therefore it shall be a witness against you lest you deal falsely with your God. So Joshua sent the people away every man to his inheritance. So we see very clearly from those that portion of scripture that Joshua commanded the children of Israel to make a choice. But in telling them to make a choice, he also reminded them of the seriousness of the implications of the choice that they would make. Look at verse 14 and 15 again. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But then Joshua said, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So he says to them, Look, it's time for you to make a decision. Choose who it is that you are going to serve. He says, You either choose the Lord God, or you choose the gods that your fathers had served beyond the river or you can choose to serve the gods of the Amorites now it seemed like three choices but in fact it just boils down to two choices you could choose to serve the only true and living God or you can serve the many false but useless gods But listen, Joshua says, if you choose to serve the only true and living God, then you've got to take it seriously. Be serious about it. This is the challenge from the Word of God for us today. If we choose him, then we need to be serious about it. And so we have to understand the implications of what it really means to choose to serve the living God. And then Joshua said to them in verse 23, you need to prove how serious you are in choosing the true and the living God by getting rid of all the foreign gods amongst you. So in choosing God, step two was get rid of the foreign gods, but then there were further steps to take. You need to learn to serve Him and to obey Him. See, choosing God, choosing to serve God demands commitment. Choosing God and choosing to serve God demands obedience. And choosing God and choosing to serve God demands that there is a willingness to forsake all else and Joshua ensured that the children of Israel took it seriously and understood the implications of the choice that they would make in other words he says to them if you're going to choose to serve the living God you have to be all in or not in at all and going back to those school days. To be honest, no one would have wanted me on their team. The reason being that I hated, and that word hated needs to be in capital letters, underlined and in bold, because I absolutely hated, 100%, completely, without any shadow of doubt. I hated PE and I hated the sports lessons and I did everything possible to never turn up. I would skive off. I would do anything, come up with any excuse. That's how much I detested it. And so, whichever team I was chosen to be in, the other team members would have known that my heart wouldn't be in it. Not at all. In fact, growing up and going through school, I never ever played in a, participated in a football match. Not once. And if it was cricket and I was out fielding, then I can assure you that when I was out in the field and I was supposed to be fielding, my mind would have been anywhere else but on the game of cricket. And so if the ball was heading my way, I wouldn't have a clue. They would have to shout my name, "Hey, God!" to get my attention. And then I'd put a little bit of effort, because I couldn't care whether we won or lost, to get the ball and get it back to them. And Joshua says to these people, he said, God wants you on his side. But if you choose to be so, don't be half-hearted, don't dilly-dally, don't commit and not follow through. Give him your all, give him your full attention, give him your wholehearted devotion and obedience. And if he could have, Joshua would have said, don't be like Hayden, claiming to be a team player, but with your mind a million minds miles away. And as I considered these verses and considered these things, what I have shared is applicable to us and so important to us in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. As Joshua commanded the children of Israel to choose, the Holy Spirit comes and he calls us to choose. And this morning he would say, choose you this day whom you will serve. And the Holy Spirit would say to us, you can choose the Lord God. You can choose to live for self. Or you could choose the gods of this world. And if we choose to serve the Lord God, or if we have already chosen to serve the Lord God, have we stopped? Have we considered the seriousness of that choice? and the implications that come with it. Because in choosing to serve the Lord God, it requires that we give our wholehearted devotion, our wholehearted obedience. It requires, as Joshua commanded with these people, it requires that we put away, not to one side, but we put away, we get rid of Anything, be it possessions, be it activity, anything that takes our attention away from the choice we have made. If we have chosen to be on his side, we cannot have our hearts and our minds a million miles away or focused on something else just like I was in the middle of the cricket field. If we've chosen the Lord God, we need to be focused. We need to be one that is fully active and a fully involved member in his team. We need to know that our captain is proud to actually have us on his side. Choose this day whom you will serve maybe you have chosen the Lord's side but other things keep taking priority then as Joshua says in verse 23 put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord the God of Israel Joshua said but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord have we said that but do we mean it that's the challenge do we mean it because if we do mean it then he has to come first he has to be our priority and living for him in obedience to him and wholeheartedly, should be vital for each and every one of us so back to Marco we were in the car a week or so ago and as we were in the car Marco just started singing the words of a song that we'd sung in the family service just a two months ago, perhaps, I'm not sure. And uh, Nicholas said to me, he loves it. And he loves to listen to it on YouTube. And it's a simple little song. And it was this. Which side are you leaning on? Which side are you leaning on? That's the challenge the Lord has given me to bring this morning. And I speak that with boldness because I know without a shadow of doubt that God laid it upon my heart as a challenge for this morning. Which side are you leaning on? Or to alter it a little bit this morning, which side have you chosen? If you've chosen the Lord's side, are you living? In obedience with the implications of giving your life to be on His team, His side. There's no room for lukewarmness, there's no room for half heartedness, there's no room for committing on a Sunday and forgetting about Him the rest of the week. It's about committing completely to the Lord God and to his will and to his purpose and getting rid of anything else that would hinder us stop us, prevent us from being who he wants to be as the members, if I could put it this way that are on his team so which side are you leaning on? which side have you chosen? have you chosen his side? but you find that too much you're leaning on the other side that's an imbalance isn't it it's an imbalance we need to get a focus and our balance correct so that once we've chosen the side like Joshua we are determined to say as for me and my house we will Underline the will as much as I underline the word hated. Underline it. Put it in bold. Capital letters. We will serve the Lord. And why? For he is our God.